0: I'm so happy to welcome Chelsea to the podcast today. Welcome, Chelsea.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: It's oh, so my pleasure. To be here. Oh, I'm happy to have you. What is your question for me today?
1: My question is, how do I combat my need for control as a mother so that I don't hinder the growth of my child?
0: Okay, great question and very common struggle. So you're not alone in that. Oh, So tell me more about where that question's coming from. What's going on in your life where you're feeling the need to have more control than maybe you think is healthy.
1: Okay. So I have two children. My oldest is five years old, a boy, Mm -hmm. and he will start kindergarten this coming fall. Okay. And for a while, I've thought that I've wanted to homeschool, mm-hmm. and I have various reasons. But um, there's pros and cons to both homeschooling and public school. But yeah. anyways, as it gets closer and as I think through it more and everything, I, I'm, I'm concerned that I'm worried about sending him to public school. Mostly because I just want to protect my little boy. Mm -hmm. I just want to keep him home where I can give him an education Mm one-on-one and he's going to be at home with his mom who he knows already and doesn't have to face the feelings and, and the, you know, the unknown that Mm -hmm. public school can bring, you know, Mm -hmm. because I won't be there all the time. I won't be able to see everything that's going on and every interaction he's having. And I mean, that makes me sound kind of crazy, I think, but I'm a stay at home mom. So I'm with him all day long, you know, and to send him off somewhere where I know he doesn't know anyone and I won't be able to see him all the time. That's a scary thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You really love him and you want what's best for him. Yeah. Yeah. What, What are your biggest fears about kind of not being with him all the time, not seeing him in this situation, him kind of being in this new situation? What are your worries? Well,
1: I've thought about that a lot. And I, so growing up, both of my parents were working Mm -hmm. parents, they both worked outside the home. And so at age two, I was, you know, my mom and dad, they definitely tried to find care for me that was safe and Mm -hmm. good and everything. And, um, but ever since little girl, I think I was maybe put in situations that I felt like lonely, scared, nervous of people, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I guess I'm just, Nervous that he's just going to not feel loved. Okay, not feel loved, not be respected by his peers. Mm -hmm. That his teacher won't see him. You know, really see him and
0: meet his needs. I don't. Okay, so it sounds like the root of this is about some of your unmet needs. Or feeling unsafe or unloved at times in your life. And that you don't want him to experience what you did.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that, I think that has a lot to do with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Of course it does. Of course it does. We're informed by our experiences as we parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me what what emotion is coming up for you right now? Um, I guess just, um, give me one word. Don't think too hard about it. Okay. What's one word? Um, What one word? Okay. Fear
1: about him being exposed to the things that I was exposed to, which I recognize are not necessarily unsafe things. Mm -hmm. They are hard things, you know,
0: what? What? what did being exposed to things that maybe were hard how did that impact you
1: i've tried to think about that and think about how i know that hard things they put us in situations where we have to turn inward yeah. and use our use our capabilities mm-hmm. to get ourselves out and learn how to you know, survive and Mm -hmm. be happy as well. And, and so I guess that's what hard things have done for me.
0: Mm -hmm. But it sounds like in addition to helping you develop strengths and look inward, there's also some pain around it. Right. And some sadness and maybe some loneliness.
1: Right. I think, um, my mom I think she found herself maybe desperate at times for mm. childcare. Mm-hmm. There were a couple situations that one specific that I was unsafe in. Mm. Wow. And I think that that does, maybe that is where all of my fear comes from. It's, yeah. it off, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was so scary for you. You would never want your son to go through anything like that. No,
1: in this situation, it was so different from what I know public school mm-hmm. will be like. But still,
0: mm-hmm. just yeah. Did were you able to talk with your mom about feeling unsafe or what? What years happened? And or?
1: Years later, okay, she found out about it. I think through my sister. Mm. And there wasn't a lot of, I mean, I think she felt bad that that had happened to her
0: daughter, but. Are you willing to say what happened?
1: Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, it was a, like a grandma that Mm -hmm. I was left with who didn't speak English.
0: Okay, And so
1: that was the first thing was that the communication was very difficult there. Mm-hmm. And, and then she had a, um, a grandson mm-hmm. an older teenage grandson who, um, who would come. I, I can't remember. I was so little. I mean, yeah. I, it was before I was in kindergarten. So I was like four or five years old. Yeah, And he would come after and take me into the bedroom and,
0: <laughs> anyways
1: so I mean it wasn't clothes were on and
0: it, everything it's, but still it's it, still it's still abuse yeah right yeah yeah and it was terrifying it sounds like and right and really um impacted you which right. of, of course it would like that's totally normal so you being overprotective of your son is normal, given your experience, because you don't want that to happen to him. Right? Okay. I'm going to tell you something really hard. There is no way you can prevent everything bad from happening to him. Like no matter how hard you try at some point, he's going to be somewhere. I'm not saying he's going to, something's going to happen to him like that, but like I think as parents, we have this illusion that we can protect our children from everything, and we just can't. No, and, and it is our job to try, right? Like it's our job to try. And then it's our job to trust. Trust in our relationship with our child, trust mm-hmm. in them to develop into who they need to be. So there's kind of this balance that i think you're you're talking about like uh oh, i and you can tell you're out of balance you can tell i'm too scared about kindergarten why am i so scared about this right. we figured out why makes perfect sense right i think it's going to be important for you to recognize that your experience is not his experience and there's it's totally different to be left with a Non English speaking adult and a teenage boy than to be in a classroom with other five year olds and a right. and a teacher like right in your mind they're kind of the same right because yeah, it's like I can't are. control it they,
1: they are
0: but they're not right they're the, not they're not the risk is a lot lower right you, right. you can never say it's a hundred percent not there but. Right. But that is a different experience. And so I want to encourage you, Chelsea, to allow yourself to process and grieve what happened to you. That was your experience and it changed you and it was painful and you felt alone. Right. And your son's going to have an entirely different experience. Right. And separating those, I think, is going to help you. Find that balance that you know that you need to find, right. So what that might look like for you is maybe having a conversation with your mom and saying, You know what? I want to tell you what like that this happened, and I really need you to listen and and say like that was must have been really scary, Chelsea. Like ask her for what you want if you want something from her right. Or journal about it. Uh, Have you done therapy at
1: all? I haven't done therapy. I have talked to her about it. I my sister mentioned it to her, and I have talked to her about it. And it really wasn't a very helpful response. Okay, I'm hesitant to go back.
0: Yeah, we
1: talked to her about it.
0: So I want to recommend that you go talk with a therapist. Okay,
1: because
0: this like kind of resolving that anxiety and that sadness and, and fear is going to really help you in your life. And it's going to help you kind of clear off the lens that you're looking through, right? Right. Like it's been splattered with mud because of your experience. Right. Right. And therapy is going to help you kind of wipe that. So it's, you're not looking through this lens of, of abuse, or potential abuse right. for your kids, right? Yes. And so I think that would be a huge gift to you and to them. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. I've thought for years now that that would be a helpful thing. So yeah. It's I needed. yeah. It's time. Yeah.
0: It's time. And our children will bring up our unresolved issues. That's part of their job. Oh, and okay. So that, so there's nothing wrong here. That is their job is to trigger our issues. So we have to deal with stuff that we haven't dealt with yet. And this happens all the time. This is not like unique to your family or you, right? It okay. happens if you're aware of it.
1: Right. right. Okay. Cause and that's, I was thinking that like, Could that experience that happened so long ago to me really still be affecting, like, why is this coming up? Is this really why I am hesitant to send him, you know? Yes,
0: it makes perfect sense. He is the age that you were when this happened to you. That
1: Didn't even think about that.
0: So, yes, it is very, very, I'm trying to think of the word not predictable, but it's very normal for you to have this come up when your child is the age that you were when the abuse happened. Right, That and happens all the time. Really, and so it's an opportunity for you to heal that part that hasn't been healed yet.
1: That's great.
0: And it's oh, a gift. That
1: feels so nice. That gives me hope that this all doesn't have to be as scary as how it, it feels.
0: It doesn't have to be. You're feeling the feelings of a four or five year old. Right. That you didn't ever have an adult help you process and validate and you know say, yes, Chelsea, that was scary and that was not okay. And I'm so sorry. And you know, whatever you needed, you didn't get. Yes. And so those kind of experiences stay with us. Hmm. And now's now is a beautiful opportunity to work on healing. Healing that experience for you, so then you're going to be free to really do what's in your your son's best interest instead of operating out of fear.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Which is really, really what I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. to be motivated by fear mm-hmm. with my children.
0: Yeah, you want to be motivated by love. Yes. Right. Yeah, and. I want to suggest something as you make this decision that there's no right answer, that he's going to be fine either way. Okay. Okay. I think you're putting so much pressure on this decision. Right. It just feels like it's just like this weight on your shoulders. Like, oh my gosh, am I going to let him go into this pack of wolves? And and it's kindergarten. (laughs) You know, it's kindergarten. It's like, it's okay. No, and if oh you my feel. Goodness, I am making it such yeah, a
1: big stressor in my life, right? It, of really course really you
0: are. Yeah. And if you decide to homeschool, he's going to be fine. And right. he'll have different challenges. Like there are challenges of having your mom be your teacher for your whole right. life and not yes. having interactions with as many interactions with peers. It's just, it's a different experience, but. Right what if he can thrive in both situations and it's just like finding that love and then, okay, really what is best for him?
1: Right. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so helpful. Good.
0: I'm so glad.
1: Yes. So glad. I mean, I hadn't told you what a huge stress this has been for me lately. I I can can feel it. I can feel it. I have been talking to so many other mothers who are on both sides and wow. But that is so helpful.
0: Good. And this has nothing to do really with him going to kindergarten or you homeschooling. It has to do with unresolved pain
1: Mm.
0: of a scary, abusive situation you were in and that you don't want to repeat that with him. That's what it's about. So as you heal that. It's like, oh, well, what do we want to do? Yeah. You know, right. like, yes. okay, well, let's try kindergarten. And if he doesn't <laughs> yeah. like it, then we'll do homeschool for first. It like, it doesn't have to be this like life or death, but okay. for you as a four or five-year-old, it felt like life or death. Right. And that's what's coming up now. And
1: that's how it feels like right mm-hmm. now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And it makes perfect sense. So mm-hmm. as you work through healing that anxiety and the the abuse and the betrayal or whatever, like that your, your parents put you in that situation or you will feel freer to make the best decision for your son.
1: Wow. Thank you so much. That is, Oh, that gives me so much hope.
0: Oh, good.
1: That everything will be fine and everything will be okay. That he'll be okay. And that either way he'll get an education and he'll be
0: fine. Yes. (laughs) And he will go through hard things either way.
1: Yes. Right. Okay.
0: And you're going to try to cushion that as much as you can, but that's also going to help him grow. Right. Right. Right.
1: And we know that. And I don't want to ever hold him back from the growth, you know? Right.
0: And my guess is that you are in, there's like very little chance that you will put him in a situation like you were in, like you are committed to not doing that. Right. And so you don't have to worry about that. You're not going to do that. Right. So it's like, and (laughs) and kindergarten isn't that situation. So separating that out is going to be helpful too. Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. Wow. Thank you so much. You're
0: welcome. That was so powerful. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm glad. That's why short of amount of time. <laughs> that's why I'm here. I, yes. I want to be helpful, and I'm sure you are not the only person who has this weight of a decision. You know, that's really connected to a, your own experience. Right. So that's a common that's a common thing that people experience. Okay, so, good to know. So Chelsea, what are you going to take with you from our time today?
1: Well. Number one, to seek out some therapy of my own, mm-hmm. to help me process what happened as a little girl and work mm-hmm. through that so that I'm not mothering and, you know, living and making decisions out of fear. Yeah One that I you know, and also just that either way, public school, homeschool with my son, everything will be okay. That, you know, neither is better, the better decision to make, but that both will be okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is not life and death situation. he'll, He'll just learn different things and have different experiences depending on what your family decides. Right. Yes. And I want to add one more thing. I don't think that you have issues with control. Hmm. I think you have unresolved abuse. Okay. Okay.
1: That's very helpful.
0: Yeah. I don't think this is about control as much as it is unresolved stuff. So, Mm. so if you've labeled yourself as I'm a control freak or I'm so, you know, controlling, I would suggest that maybe you're not. And that this is, this unresolved abuse is part of you know, you're trying to to deal with that still, and that right. kind of brings out a need to control. But that's not really who you are,
1: not right. That's also such a relief because I don't <laughs> want to be a control friend.
0: I know who does, right? You know, we all have some of right. that in us, though. Let's be <laughs> yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> I really oh, do. Oh well, yeah. Chelsea, thank you so much for being vulnerable and for taking the time to be on the podcast. I think it's going to help a lot of people.
1: Oh good. I'm so glad. And I hope
0: it's helped you.
1: Oh, for sure. It has. It's been such a
0: help. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, take good care. Hey, thank you. You too.